Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Today's opening tip, LeBron goes ISO mode in MSG last night. Richard, do, do you like to see LeBron toy with defenders like this? Honestly, the old me would crack jokes about MSG and the Knicks, but the new me is just mm. going to say that's a very tough shot and great defense uh, by Todd Gibson. How long is this new you going to last? Like two minutes? Probably minutes? about five minutes, probably until okay. this clip is <laughs> over. <laughs> we just need to know what the plan is. What we're dealing with here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Five minutes. <laughs> the new, new, new. New, new, Richard Jefferson. Welcome to the jump. I'm Rachel Nichols. Alongside our resident head coach, David Fisdale, and indeed the NBA champ, Richard Jefferson. Coming up in a few moments, we will announce the rosters for the 2020 McDonald's All-American Boys and Girls Games. There's a lot of high school hoopers hopefully watching the show right now on the ESPN app. In class? No, maybe I shouldn't say that. But, hey, we're here for you, and we won't make you wait too long. First, though. You know how on IG there's a guy who always races to put first on everyone's post? And, yeah, it is pretty much always a guy. I don't know who started that or who thinks it's clever, but it's not like it only happens online. Everywhere you go, there is a rush to be the one who said it first, predicted it first, wrote it first. So it wasn't a surprise last night that when Zion Williamson made his long-awaited NBA debut, the evening was roundly declared a dud after he played just a few minutes of the first quarter. What do you mean that that was his only shot attempt? What do you mean there were no dunks? I turned it off. Of course, in life and in basketball, what happens first is usually not the most interesting part, and it's certainly not always predictive. Richard Jefferson sitting next to me certainly knows what happened to anyone who declared the 2016 NBA Finals over off the Warriors' initial lead. I see you, Stephen A. last night, the chorus of Zion naysayers had to eat their words, too, because here is the fourth quarter. Watch Zion go up top over Jakob Pertl to grab the rebound. Pertl is seven foot one. Zion is six foot six, and yet the height he gets and then the court vision as he races down the floor to thread that pass to Etuan Moore. And after that, well, the dam burst. Zion's flood of scoring started with San Antonio giving him all the room at the three-point line. Thank you. Then this lob from Lonzo. Thank you. Then another three. And hey, Spurs, might want to tighten up that cushion just a little bit. Um, here is a putback. Zion fights for. Very impressive. Then another three out here. And this is oh. when absolute bedlam was breaking out in the arena. The NBA season has started. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, twice during that stretch, you might not have noticed it, but the Pelicans actually sent players to the scores table to check Zion out of the game. First, Nicolo Melli, then Derek Favors. Both guys eventually just came back to the Bring bench, though. So. Um, Coach Alvin Gentry was arguing at that point with the medical staff. See, the plan going into the game had been to give Zion short bursts of minutes in each quarter to avoid him getting fatigued because fatigued muscles are more susceptible to injury. That's the science, but of course there is science, and then there is an absolute hot streak, and that is what Zion was on. So according to our Mark Spears, Gentry actually bargained with the athletic trainers for just a little bit of extra time. He got it, which is how we got this. Zion, Aldrich, he's silly. Otro triple, cuatro de cuatro. Sock Tom Oh, Zion Williams! No. Zion! No. Zion! Welcome to the NBA! 
Oh, welcome to the NBA's Zion Williamson. And as you can see there, the ripple effect of what he did last night wasn't just felt around the NBA. It was felt around the world. You know, Zion only took four threes the entire preseason, only made one of those. But he said during his injury layoff, there were a lot of days when all he was allowed to do was spot up shoot. And, and hey, I guess practice makes perfect. And, and certainly at that point in the game, with Zion 4-4 from three and having given the Pels the lead, there was a push to leave him in. But finally, at the timeout, Gentry delivered the news to Zion he was done. And, and again, according to Spears, Zion argued, saying, quote, Coach, I can win the game for this team. He apparently still felt that way on the podium later. Here he was to the media. Uh, it's very hard. Uh, you know, I'm 19, honestly. In that moment, I'm not thinking about longevity. I'm thinking about winning that game. So it's very, it was very tough. Could the Pelicans have won if Zion had stayed in? Maybe. Does it matter in game 45 of the regular season? I mean, if New Orleans misses the playoffs by just one game, sure, maybe. No. But the truth is that this isn't really the Pelicans and Zion aren't playing for his first night as an NBA player. They're not even really playing for this first season. Because being first isn't the most important thing. Being last ding is. And if Zion showed us anything, it is that he is someone worth waiting for and that he is someone we want to be able to watch for a very long time. Richard, what were your impressions as you were sitting there? And you did not turn the game off after the, the game first off. No, no. My kids tried my be- their best, but I didn't turn it off. This was my impression uh, of Zion. And I, I, like uh, Jean Morant tweeted something just a, a, a little bit ago saying, like, hey, everyone's trying to pit us against each other, one versus two. Right. I'm happy for Zion. But we see how great Jean Morant is mm-hmm. and is going to be. Absolutely. And Zion Williamson was a clear number one. Mm-hmm. So that just lets you know what we were expecting. Now, the three-point shots, impressive. But we all know what he's able to do, how hard he plays, his passion for the game, even his basketball IQ, that is something that we understood. He's going to get uncontested shots because guys aren't going to go out there and right. guard him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to shoot an above-average percentage. But all the other things that you saw, the intensity, the size, the like a matchup nightmare, this is what we've been waiting for and what we've been so excited to see. Absolutely. And I just, I, I keep coming back to the guys that they have around them. Right. They have a lot of playmakers. Yeah. Guys that know how to get him easy baskets. And the more they play together, the more rhythm they get, the better that team is going to get. And they made the right decision, I think. You know, you can't risk uh, over one game yeah. uh, trying to win that one game and risk, you know, uh, the longevity of him. And so I'm looking forward to continuing watching him grow. I did not expect four for four from three. <laughs> no one did. He didn't. No, but I also think that what you're going to see is that injury may have ended up being a benefit later on that sure. he got to work on his, his jump shot. And uh, if you have to guard him out 25 feet away from the rim, Watch out, Lee. Well, and the one thing I'll say, though, is that Zion Williamson is going to create spacing. Very rarely do non-shooters create spacing. Right. But what he does is because he's such a force when he's in transition that you have to give a wall very similar to Giannis, Giannis, very similar to Ben Simmons or even a young LeBron. You have to then, like, wait, we need three bodies to stop him. Absolutely. But he has the IQ where he's able to kick it out, make the right play. Hey, J.J. Reddick. Hey, J.J. Reddick. Now we (laughs) see why we pay. Welcome to the team, J.J. Reddick. And so 
you add that yeah. you add that component to him, and it's very rare that shows you his special ability that a non-shooter can create spacing because of his size and what it'll take to stop him. Look, Absolutely. if he hits threes, I don't expect him to go four, four for yeah, four, hundred percent right. every yeah. night. But if he hits threes, even at a clip that is more than we expect, I do expect players to play up on him a little bit more, and then of course he can blow right by them. Right. So That's you have a little bit of that going on too. We've heard from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Pelicans have basically pulled away from the trade market. We're two weeks before the deadline because they think that they can make a little run here. And I love what you Holiday said last night. And he was, by the way, one of the names that when they were going through that 13-game yeah. losing streak, everyone's like, is Drew Holiday available? Right, right. Um, he was up there at the podium with Zion last night. The Pelicans obviously trying not to put Zion out by himself too much. But Zion got asked many of the questions. And one of the final questions was, hey, are you looking forward, now that this is over, your debut, are you looking forward to things getting back to normal? And Zion started to answer, like, yes, of course I am. And Drew interrupted, and he was just like, with this kid, there's never going to be a normal. Oh, every again. game is sold out now. <laughs> like, so, you saw that energy in there. And yep. that's that's what the, the whole city, Brandon Ingram, great, having an all-star season. Yeah. That's what they've been waiting for. The NBA's been waiting for Yeah, it's great for the league. Absolutely. All right. It's a tale of two halves last night for the Clippers. Uh They played the Hawks. No, no, I'm going to say. They were without (laughs) Kawhi or Paul George. I'm just going to say that. The Clippers went on a 20 to nothing run in the first quarter. They held a 19-point lead at the half, which, I mean, again, we saw this Clippers team without PG or Kawhi last year. They were very good. It's what we would expect, except the second half, when the Hawks refused to go down without a fight. Trey Young, not on this team last night. He sat out to nurse an injured thigh. John Collins scoring 33 points, 16 rebounds. The Hawks ended up beating the Clippers by seven. So, Coach, the Clippers now have 14 losses this season. Right. Was last night their most embarrassing of the 14 I don't get into the embarrassing part because any night you can lose to any team. Okay. And especially with their two stars out. They're playing against a desperate team in Atlanta. The one thing that's interesting with Trey Young being out, mm-hmm. as good as he is offensively, it took a non-defender off the floor and it added more size to their lineup. That's such a nice way. That's such yeah. a nice way. A non, it took a non-defender off the floor. I like the kid. He's yeah, going to get better. He's, but, it, but right now, I just think it, it, it added another a guy on the floor that can help them get stops. Sure. And it, that's how you come back from a 20-point deficit is you got to put together some stops and credit to Atlanta for hanging in there and digging in. So this is one of those games where you look at – you look at at the end of the season when you're talking about postseason matchups. Like, well, they lost. It's like, it's just one game. So you don't think this is their worst I, loss this I, season? I, I don't. I don't think it's a worst loss because Trey wasn't there. Their two starters weren't there. Just, like, what does what? Like, right. again, what does it even mean? I'll say this though: mm-hmm. inside the Clipper locker room, mm-hmm. those players and Doc are disgusted with themselves. Yes. Right, because it's inexcusable. They have enough talent. They have enough scoring. They have enough defenders, and they play the right way. That this should never happen. Do I think that this is going to have lasting effects? Are they friendly? No. They're pissed off at themselves, and rightfully so, but I wouldn't say that this was their worst loss. Yeah, and so, every good team has a stinker. Yeah, That's no, just how course. it works. Like, you, could just, you're gonna, you can rack up two or three of those a season. <laughs> it don't matter how good your team is. Your championship yeah, team, right, y'all right. have some stinkers yeah, in we here. Did. We had some And I know Miami. as a coach, sometimes you don't even show the film. You're just like, we're just going to put that in the trash and go. Yeah. I do want to ask you, though, Fizz, about the chemistry of this Clippers team. Yeah. Because... I think they've done some smart things with how they have or haven't played Kawhi Leonard. He looks so rested and good right now, and this is the part of the season where you want to start to get it going. So all of that stuff, keeping him out, keeping Paul George out when he's even just mildly hurt, Mm -hmm. all of that clearly has been good for getting their stars where they need to be in the spring. 
But what about the chemistry aspect? Well, obviously it's not killing them too bad because they're, they have 30 wins on the season. So right. they're, they're, they're pretty dang good. But I think what you're going to start seeing is post-All-Star break. Mm-hmm. They're going to start playing those guys more together. And okay. you're going to start seeing them rev up for the playoffs. And that's what it's about. you got to think big picture when it comes to a lot of these things. Again, I go back to that Toronto team mm-hmm. that Kawhi was a part of. And he was on low management there. And look at what they did as they started to put it together in the second half of that season. Yeah, yeah and you want to be a better team in May than you were in April. You want to be a better team Absolutely. in June than you were in May. So chemistry, if you're a team that believes that you're going to win a championship, that believes you can get to the conference finals, so then you don't worry so much about chemistry now because you realize that you have all of April. Right. You have all of May, right? That's what you really and truly believe. So it's like, yo, if we play four or five games against the same team so we can work on our chemistry and our communication, you're not as stressed. Now, are you have guys that can get MVPs and defensive player of the years? No, because those are regular season awards. Right. So you pretty much chalk all of that up and just say, hey, we're going to focus on improving, like he said, yeah. to the second part of the season. I know on some of your Cavaliers teams, you guys didn't even start to work on your chemistry until the first round of the That's what the first round of the well, playoffs Well, it depends on what your definition of chemistry was. We were doing a lot of off-the-court bonding, but it was just like <laughs> on the court, our chemistry, we were just we were building up to that. There you go. The difference between like, teams who think that they're playing a six-month season versus an eight-month season. Like you started off, you said first isn't always everything there you go that's how you end you know what we're doing on this show we are going to announce the participants in the mcdonald's all american boys and girls game this is always so fun we got the names locked and loaded don't go anywhere it's right after this break first though it's time for our first decent replay of the day and we're gonna do 98 mcdonald's all american dunk contest richard jefferson Yes! That looked like me! Wasn't that awesome? Was that a look at that hair, too! Look at that! <laughs> look at that hair! Look at that fade! Not a that fade was fire! That looked like a young coach yes. was trying to do it. Oh, look at, look at the fade, though! Watch the replay! Look at this! Watch it! Watch it! Not the best takeoff, and I got underneath it, but that's hey, look! Nice roll! Oh yeah! Nice see roll at the end. You know what's crazy? And look here! Look here! Redemption! That's easy. And you know what? I made more money than anybody else that was on my team. So like, you know what? I'll show these clips of the cows coming home. I don't give a damn. Stick with us. The jump is brought to you by McDonald's and the McDonald's All-American Games, where the future starts. This week on The Neighborhood. Is there something going on with the neighbor? What do you mean? I can't believe this. He's washing my car for the fifth time this week. I don't know what to say. Not with that. You're a filthy guy. Tune in to the NBA on ABC. Uh, if you could look into the camera, this is for the jump. If you could say it's a make or mislead. I don't believe that. Okay. Then you don't have to say it. I appreciate it. It's a make or mislead. Pat Bev likes to wear people down. I can wear people down, too. Check out this incredible defensive play by Jaron Jackson Jr. Is this a block or a steal? Well, because technically he didn't release the shot. 
So that's yeah. a steal. That's a steal? That's oh, a steal. I don't know. I think no, you got to have a shot attempt feet. for it to be a block. Damn. Ooh, ooh, that, that angle. What's that? Ooh, MJ. Look at these, MJ. That's a block. That was a block. <laughs> oh, and then that was water. Ooh. Ooh. LaFonso Ellis. I yes. love it. Oh, look at that. Go Ooh. up there and get it. Mm. That's a meeting at the rim. Mm-hmm. No, so that's a steal because See, the ball steal. never also, got released. I was going to say, also, I think it depends if you're doing it at the rim versus out where he did it, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a little tougher call. That's nice, though. Maybe you get both. Good hustle. Get both. Miss selfishness. Same game. Look out, world, because Marcus Smart is turning into Magic Johnson. Oh, he's dropping dimes. Come on now. That's, a, that's back-to-back days now. Yeah. We've talked about him and some of the dimes. Look at that. And game. all left-handed. Oh, game slowing down for him. Okay. Look at that. What you think? Easy, Smart. Hey, look. You know what it is, though? <laughs> Don't start feeling yourself too much. Because look at MJ. Ooh, oh, look at I grew up watching God. that. That's right. Oh, this grew up right here. Right down the street. Yep. Look, look at that. that. That's pretty Ooh, nice, though. I didn't know you had that in your game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. Good job, Marcus. All respect. Did you sneak into the forum, too? Absolutely. Oh, see, every former player oh, I know yeah. who grew yeah, up my, around L.A. has yeah, eyes snuck into Pancho. the forum story. There we go. <laughs> Make flannel. Darren Fox, welcome back to Make or Miss. Had a huge poster over Christian oh, Wood last night. Hey. So oh, qualify Fox as a cool. lumberjack. See, this this is the thing, Christian man. You can't Wood. like after that you can't even go back <laughs> home, right? Like your kids look at you differently. Anytime the your wife don't want your wife makes you order dinner. She don't cook dinner for you when you get dunked on like that. You never Ooh, want the point guard to post her. Oh no, no, man! Like Whew. your brother doesn't text you back. It's just when when that happens, things get real weird in your home. <laughs> Come on, Jared. That's a nice finish, Miss Age. We mentioned earlier in the show, no Kawhi or PG-13 for the Clippers last night, but Lou Will came through with this dunk. Come on, Lou. Never seen it. Oh, come, come on. on. Lou still Never got seen young it, Lou. Lou. Okay. Lou still Look got some twos. Yeah. Don't sleep on Lou. Look at that. That was easy, too. Hey, Lou been cruising for the last 10 years. So this you is know. young Ooh. Lou Will. Oh, yeah. no, no. You know, Lou, young Lou, Lou Will. Was Lou looking. played that mellow pace, Woo. so he saved his legs for these dunks. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Will dedicating a court, a uh, basketball court today in his off time. Uh, really done some great work for the community. So shouts to him for that. Shout out Lou Will. Love this. Lou Will. Absolutely. Make theatrics. James Harden guarding Nikola Jokic near the free throw line. Jokic sells the foul. And James Harden, of all people, is upset. <laughs> is he allowed to complain about no. something? No. He's allowed to complain, but it's going to fall on deaf ears. He, he's he put me through that so many times as a coach where Wait. I watch him falling all over the place. I'm not. No, James. I'll <laughs> say this. Take a bit of your own medicine. It doesn't matter who it is. No NBA player has ever fouled an individual in no, his life. No, no doubt about ever. it. Ever. The ball was never out on anyone. <laughs> no, ever. Did no. not go out off of me. No. No one ever fouled, and no one has ever flopped. flopped. No doubt. Ever. Except for all of the people. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't flagrant. Is there a fining for, for the flops? They are when it's, when it's You don't hear about they are, it. A lot. They are. There's they been are. a couple earlier this season when it's egregious. They say that they do. Well, the Joker just got. It. Joker just lost a couple bucks on that one. <laughs> I don't know though. Again, if you're doing it against someone who is a practitioner of the art, I'm just going to say well it that said, way. Right? Maybe, maybe there's no fine. All right, uh, the wait is finally over. I'm thrilled about this. I, I love the jump is entrusted to do this every year. We are going to announce the boys and girls McDonald's All American rosters. Time, this is where time. some kids who have been working their butts off across the Sacrifices. country. Get rewarded. We are honored to highlight all of the great young hoopers. 
Each year, the top 24 girls and the top 24 boys in high school basketball are selected to participate in this event. And this year, the games are going to be played at the Toyota Center in Houston, April 1st, 2020. The McDonald's All-American Girls Game is going to be live on ESPN2, 5 o'clock Eastern. The boys game, 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. And before we announce the rosters, I, I do want to take a moment to pay respect to the founder of the McDonald's All-American Games, Morgan Wooten. He passed away earlier this week. Wooten was the head coach of a basketball powerhouse, DeMatha High School, Hyattsville, Maryland. And if you grew up around the D.C. area like I did, you know that legend does not even begin to describe this man. Wooten was the first coach at any level to record 1,200 wins. He won five national high school championships. He was selected by ESPN and ABC as one of the top coaches at any level of the 20th century. So really a man with just an amazing legacy, died at the age of 88, lived a very full and good life, was a fixture around the area I grew up with, both as a coach and then a former coach. And I think this McDonald's All-American game is going to be played uh, with him in mind and out of respect to him. Huge um, impact on the game. Well, well deserved. Him, David Stern, just, yeah, it's been a... Heck of a loss. Yeah. All right. You played, Richard. We showed some clips earlier. The 98 McDonald's All-American oh, look game. Look, look at, at that. those young guys. Corey McGetty. <laughs> what do you remember about being part of all this? What do I remember? I remember this. Going into my senior year or the, the, the summer, I wasn't even a top 100 kid. And so I worked my tail off. All the sacrifices, all the traveling, proving myself in every single tournament. And then to see my name, look at all of these great players. Like oh, It was awesome. hard to crack this a list. Roster. Look, at, look at all of these pros that play the exact same p- position as me, right? So I was just trying to crack the list, and I remember this was probably the most proudest moment that I had ever had because all the sacrifices, the no partying, the no anything, the walking to the park and playing in 115-degree weather every day during the summer as a kid in Phoenix, mm-hmm. that made it all worth it when you saw your name next to greats. Mm-hmm. And it's all gone downhill from there. It's 100% gone downhill. I played play games now. Next to McDonald's, but I never played in the McDonald's. It all counts. It all counts, Fizz. Fizz, we all sit in the same chair right now. There you go. That's all that matters. All right, game time. Here's part one of the boys' roster. Brandon Boston, Jr., out of Sierra Canyon High School. You are going. He's ranked sixth on the ESPN Top 100. He's heading to Kentucky. Cade Cunningham, ranked third out of Montverde Academy in Arlington, Texas. He's heading to Oklahoma State. And Jalen Green, the number one prospect in the class of 2020 at the prolific prep in Fresno, California. Come to Arizona. Join the family, Jalen. Currently undecided, but Richard Jefferson is recruiting you. Come on now. <laughs> Come to mind. Arizona. Long is list. There a, is there a, a recruiting violation? No. no. Evan Mobley, ranked number two on the ESPN Top 100. He plays for Rancho Christian in Temecula, California, headed to the University of Southern California. Jalen Suggs out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, number five on our list, and he committed to Gonzaga. And Zaire Williams, also hailing from on, Sierra Canyon High School in L.A., Come ranked on. seventh on the top 100. Come to Arizona. He it's is a, also undecided. It's a great life, great living out there in Tucson. <laughs> man. Every game is sold out all the time. Brian Windhorst actually had an interview with that young man, and he said that he was so blown away by just what a good head he had on his shoulders. All these kids. Words have never been said about me. No, <laughs> um, to be able to see them play in this Ever. game. And I want to take a look at the girls' roster. Cameron Brink. Ranked third in the ESPN Top 100. She's from Southridge High School in Oregon. She's heading to Stanford. Ooh, she's leaving Oregon. That's a big one. Paige Buchers ranked first overall in the class of 2020. She's from Hopkins High School in Minnesota. She's going to be attending, of course, 
UConn in the fall. They got another one. And Camilla Cardoso from Hamilton Heights Academy in Tennessee. She is ranked fifth in the top 100. She's going to Syracuse. Sydney Parrish from Hamilton High School in Indiana, ranked 10th overall. She's heading to Oregon in the fall. So Oregon State, Oregon got one back. Angle Reese, the number two prospect, according to ESPNW. She is from St. Francis Academy in Maryland. Will play college ball at the University of Maryland. And Haley Van Lith, who from, is from Cashmere High School in Washington State, eighth-ranked recruit. She is committed to Louisville. So Louisville. huge congrats awesome. all of these young yeah. ladies. Proud of you guys, we ma'am. cannot wait to watch these games yeah. on April 1st. ESPN, ESPN2. Get into it. Come join the Arizona family. (laughs) Still, always be recruiting. Coming up, Wolves president of basketball ops, Gerson Rosas, says that Carl Anthony Towns is, quote, as untouchable as they come as the trade deadline approaches. Is this good news or bad news for Kat? We'll discuss it next on The Jump. Two of the association's best teams tipping off NBA Friday on ESPN. Kawhi and the Clippers are in Miami to take on Jimmy Butler and the Heat at 8 Eastern. This is going to be a good game. Coverage beginning with NBA Countdown 7 o'clock on ESPN and the app. All right, welcome back to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols alongside Richard Jefferson, David Fisdale. Despite recent rumors, speculation, the trade deadline quickly approaching, but wait... Timberwolves president of basketball operations, Gerson Rosas, insists that Carl Anthony Towns is Minnesota's franchise guy. Here was his quote. Carl Anthony Towns, as untouchable as they come. He is the best player on our team. He is the guy we're building around. Everything we do is to help him become the best player and to help us become the best team we can be. He is a special talent. We are going to do anything possible to help him achieve his highest potential. You hear that, Andrew Wiggins? Did you hear that, Andrew Wiggins? Did you hear everything that he just said about Carl Anthony Towns? That's all I got to say. Well, I was going to do That was it. That's the right answer. That's right. That's right. Well, look, for Gerson Rosas, that's of course what he should say. I mean, you don't get an asset like Carl Anthony Towns every day, and right. he is someone that you wouldn't just give a, give up on. And he's been playing spectacular, obviously, before the injury. Um, the way he started the season, I mean, he was lighting the building on fire. He's oh. such a special offensive talent. I think he's caught up more defensively than people give him yes, credit for. I agree. Um but the team just has not been able to be around him what you would need to be a consistent playoff team. Forget winning a title. Mm-hmm. They've only gotten the playoffs once since he's been there, and that was on, I think, the last night of the season. And we saw, yeah, with the last night of the right? season, and it was Jimmy Butler-led team, a Jimmy Butler-led yeah. team. And we see what Jimmy Butler's doing right now. So is it good news or bad news for Carl Anthony Towns that he is going to be in Minnesota? I think you always want to be wanted. Yes. I mean, I would rather be on that side of it than mm-hmm. the team saying, we got to get this guy out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a good thing. I think they're just, they have to start putting together the pieces around him, however it is, via draft, trade. Uh, free agency that really, really opened up the game for him. And, you know, there's no way I'm moving let, on him. Let me let me say this. I think there's two things here. One, I believe that Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, eventually in his career will play for somebody else. Secondly, the thing that I want to say about it is, is up to Carl Anthony Towns. Do you want to take the easy route and go pair yourself with somebody else? Or do you want to sit here and say that I want to make the mark, go get me the players that I need to make the mark, and I'm going to do it the hard way? Kevin Garnett did it the hard way for what, 12 years, years. 13 years? He did 12 years, years, and then he did finally say, okay, I'm ready to go. And again, but again, the best years is when they brought in Sam Cassell and yes. brought in Latrell Sprewell. They brought in talent, and Latrell Sprewell didn't Absolutely. come back. 
it start they and they're like, okay, look, I can't in my career. Point being is this: Carl Anthony Towns has all the talent, all the ability to do it the hard way. Giannis has all the ability to do yeah. it the hard way. And it's like, yo, you might not win a championship there, but you can become a perennial All Star and take your team to the playoffs multiple times. Then, if you want to walk away. I'm okay with that. I haven't Absolutely. heard Cat ask out at all. No. It's not as if he's agitating for a trade that I've it's heard. Coming. Um, he is in year five. He signed with them. He signed a long year, long-term deal. Do you want to see them try to deal Wiggins, even though they're probably 100%. not going to get I, for him? I what? think at this point in time, Andrew Wiggins needs a change of environment. I love the kid's talent. I love what he can bring to the table. But he has just not progressed like we've seen so many other great players progress. You look at Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, right. Luka Doncic in his second year. Look at how these guys have progressed. And look, there was criticisms out there. Mm-hmm. There was criticisms out there. And he was upset that his, his 2K rating wasn't <laughs> high enough. Yes. And he started off the season hot. Well, Cleveland and Minnesota swap back, send Kevin Love back to Minnesota and, and Wiggins back to Cleveland. I can think of one team that isn't <laughs> going to want to make that deal. Um, in last night's Sixers-Raptors game, Josh Richardson, this was tough, exited with a left hamstring strain less than five minutes in. Source telling Adrian Wojnarowski he's going to miss at least two weeks. The team already playing without Joel Embiid. So, Coach, that's two starters down. Yeah. What do you think this injury means for the Sixers? That's a huge blow to them because what he allows them to do is he, he guards those quick point guards. And he provides spacing for Ben Simmons and all of those guys out there and another ball handler. He's as competitive as they come. I got to coach him in Miami. And that's going to be a big blow for them depending on how long he's out because not no Embiid, no him. Mm-hmm. That's tough. It's going to be a long, long end of the season for them. Because you got guys that are banged up, like you said. And, and look, they're spacing. That was the one issue that we looked at the Philly team and sure. said, what are they lacking? Okay, well, they probably are lacking some shooting yep. and then late game guys that can go and get it done. Because Tobias Harris hadn't proved it. Joel Embiid, his health was always a concern. Cork Moss has done a good job of becoming that shooter for them. Well, this is going to give him more opportunity, It's going to give him more right? opportunity, but he needs to be paired, in my opinion, with, uh, with yeah. Richardson and... Look, Matisse Thibel. Yeah, Matisse Thibel, I love, but he's still learning how to become a, a yeah, consistent he's a super. He's a rookie. This is not an easy list coming up. Yeah. I know the Warriors are in there and the Hawks, but you've also got the Celtics, <laughs> the Heat, the Bucks. Well, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm um, sorry for laughing. It's like I know the Warriors are in there, this, which is like which what is a an different amazing, year. Yeah. Like, I know every time for, it comes out of my saying, mouth, yeah. it's an amazing this sense. It won't be that way next year again, by the way. This is going to say a lot about Ben Simmons over the next couple of weeks and what kind of star he can really be. Yeah, no, that's certainly. True. And he has been he's been stepping up oh, this entire been, time. He's, been, has, been, he's been, been ball. And one thing that I like about Ben Simmons is he plays fast, mm-hmm. make yeah. or miss. That ball goes in the hoop, he grabs it and pushes it because he knows that that's the key to his team being successful. So he's doing his best. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I want to talk about the Rockets because it happened. They snapped their four game losing streak last night with a win, win over the Nuggets. Now, Denver fans will make sure I say that they were missing Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, and Mason Plumley and Michael Porter Jr. Who was on the team? Because of injury. Um, the G League team. What? Two-way players must have been playing. Who was Dan Issel playing? <laughs> you know what? Alex you Inger have to came beat, out? Like, who was playing? You have to beat the team in front of you. 
And Houston at some times has lost to teams they're not supposed to lose to. Right. So I still think it matters that they won this game. Absolutely. It was a season-low attempts in threes. The Rockets only shot 29 three-pointers, which for them is like one for the re- for, for a regular team. Right. Um, what do you think this means moving forward that they got, you know, kind of off the snide and got this win? I think it's great. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you just need a win. You yeah. just yep. need a win to clear your mentality, to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Again, if the Harlem Globetrotters would have gone at the Washington Generals would have been out there. They just, the Houston Rockets just needed a win. Don't My insult th- the Washington Generals. I'm not disrespecting the Generals. <laughs> but the one thing that I'll say about this team is that I stand by this. The Houston Rockets are a talented team, a lot of talent everywhere, top to bottom, but they have to prove to everybody else that their system is going to work. They can't. They can take this criticism, but they have to prove to the basketball world that their style of play is going to work. We know it'll get you MVPs. We know it'll score a lot of points, but is this a basketball that you can play in the postseason? Right. Yet to be seen. And I think two things. One, you can see they made an adjustment from the game before. What was James? Mm-hmm. One for 17. Yep. Uh, the game before. For them, to, for them to shoot 29 threes is really low. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get back to getting up to 45 to 53s. But at the end of the day, the Houston Rockets have to show that they are committed to defending. And if they defend and they can get out in the open court and make plays and transition, that's when they will take a step forward and, and do some bigger things. And I stand by this. Shooting threes is easy. Shooting threes is easy in the sense of like just throwing up What's threes. Your career three point percentage. Ah, probably in the mid mid thirties. Mm-hmm. Shooter thirty seven. Yeah, yeah you know I hit a thousand threes or so. No big deal. <laughs> not, that not that he knows. Not that I know. I only say this because it's like yo. Sometimes ball movement, mm-hmm. moving bodies, yes. cutting back no, door. Hard. That's hard work. Yes. And so so is winning a championship. So if you're just gonna say, hey, I'm gonna shoot twenty eight threes tonight and just see what happens. That's not proving how hard it is to, to win. Well, here's what I would say, is that I have held the Rockets to the standard at this point, saying, kind of like you said earlier, show me in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? At this point, I know how good a team you are. I know you've got MVPs on this team. Show me in the playoffs. If I'm going to say that to them about the wins, I kind of have to say that to them about the losses, yeah, too. Absolutely. You lose four in a row during the regular season, I don't care that much. I want to see what you do in the playoffs. Same with the either, either way. All right, coming up, senior sneakerhead, the man with the best title at ESPN, Nick DePaula, joining us, discussing Jordan Brand's plan for Zion. Lots of sneaker news to address in that segment. Stick with us for that. First, though, here's what Jump recommends for today. On the ESPN app, Zach Lowe picking his NBA All-Stars. These are the guys that starters get announced tonight, but Zach has all 24 players, plus the biggest debates. Check it out during the break. Certainly the most anticipated NBA debut since LeBron James. There is Zion Williamson, his first NBA basket. Pulling the trigger and hitting a three. Rob to Zion and he finishes. Zion for four for four. Welcome to the NBA. You in the zone? I guess so. Oh, man, what a night. Everyone talking about what Zion did on the court last night. But our senior sneakerhead expert, Nick DePaula, <laughs> wants to talk about what is going to be on his feet. By the way, Nick, not only the best title at ESPN, senior sneakerhead, but best shirt of the day. Thank too. you. Little Rodman, yes. Dennis Rodman, Rodman action. Options. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. All right, so what was Zion wearing last night, and what's Jordan Brown's plan for moving it forward? So he wore the Air Jordan 34 last night. He's Ooh. one of the faces of that. It was a special Bayou Boys theme. So there's gator prints. Um, and these are actually going to release in March. Okay. Obviously, everybody in real time was asking, are they actually coming out? They're going to come out in March. 
Um, as we get into the All-Star Weekend, he's going to be one of the faces of their Unite campaign. Um, and they're really bringing him along slowly. I think it's funny when you look back at LeBron's debut game. Yeah. That's probably the most yeah. anticipated yeah. game yeah. since. Yeah. Uh, Nike had a commercial shot in that arena. The yeah. shoe he was wearing was called The Generation. It was as much hype as you could have had. Yeah. They're bringing Zion along more slowly, um, more welcoming him to the family. Mm. The first ad they had for him last night, it also panned to debut games of all the other Jordan guys across oh, the roster. So, nice. cool way to just kind of welcome him in. That's all right, smart. Jordan Brand killing it because they not only have Zion, they've got Luka Doncic. Wow. Um, what are the next steps for him and Jordan Brand going forward? I sat down with Luka in Dallas a couple weeks ago. Having his own sneaker has been like one of his dreams for his entire teenage years, and now he's going to get one. Yeah, he's, he doesn't necessarily have a signature shoe yet, but mm-hmm. it's a great opportunity for him to have that. You know, Russell Westbrook's the only other guy with a shoe there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look at Zion, you look at Rui Hachimura mm-hmm. with his Japanese background, along with Jason Tatum and Luka. Those four are going to be the face of the Unite campaign. Jordan's really going to be looking at taking this totally globally now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're you know, 25, 30 years in as a brand. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it's how do you expand beyond just the likeness of Michael? Okay. Well, and you guys do a great job of that. But obviously, like Carmelo and Chris Paul, those have been some of your anchors for the past 15 years. And you, you have Luca now and you have Zion. Do you think that it's – I feel like it's harder, in my opinion, watching this. When you're with Nike – it's like they make stars, right? Like your shoes, like they talk about when that shoe's coming out, the release date, the colorways. I feel like it's a little bit different for Jordan Brand. Do you feel like that that impacts how guys want to be on Jordan versus Nike or versus another shoe company? I think that has been the case. When you look at guys like Ray Allen, Michael Finley, even D. Wade, they were still compared to Michael. Yeah. Uh, right now we're seeing a shift, though. Zion might be the first face of the brand that doesn't play anything unlike or do, anything like Mike. Yeah. Right. Um, other, obviously, they have the air in common. Yeah. yeah. Um, but outside of that, Jordan Brand is looking to establish themselves as a brand, as a company, and get away from that. Okay. Oh, now, how as a coach do I get a, a coaching shoe? <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to be a college coach, apparently. <laughs> then you get the shoe deal, and the kids get nothing. Um, John Morant, I want to talk about him. He succeeded expectations this season, even competing for an all-star spot. And on Monday, Nike chose Morant to debut the Adapt BB 2.0 against the Pelicans. So, Nick, has the way he has played this first half of the season accelerated Nike's plan for him? His game's electric. Uh, I think he's basically a combination of of Russell Westbrook and Kyrie. And as a sneaker brand, that's as exciting as it gets. Uh, The Adapt that he debuted is an auto-lacing shoe. They're 400 bucks. Yeah. Oh, um, inspired that's by back the, to the future shoe, right? Bucks. <laughs> uh, and so, the, and the tagline for the shoe is the future of the game, and they feel that he could be the future of the game from that position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some absolutely. of the signature lines are obviously aging when you look at LeBron and KD. Yeah, um, and they've got six right Not now, but nice. but Jock, oh, you, you go tell them to their face they're aging. There you go. Yeah, you use the right word for him. He is electric. He really yeah. is. I would, I would want him wearing my shoes. That's for sure. Okay, so we talked about Jordan Brand and who they do have. But Jimmy Butler left Jordan Brand. He's a sneaker-free agent now. Still playing in those Jordan shoes. Great term, right? Um, yeah, it's real. Is he going to sign with anyone else? So Jimmy's Jordan deal was up in October of 2020. Uh, they decided to part ways now. He's looking to land a new deal uh, right into All-Star Weekend, possibly. So okay. we could see him debut the new brand. Uh, and there's up to six brands right now he's talking to. We could see him debut that in the Sunday Are All-Star you guys game. still trying to keep him? 
are you guys excited? Where well, you said Jordan, part way. Nick, Nick works for us. But I know. I'm just saying. I know. I'm saying. It's Jordan. The Jordan conversation is yes. over. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, why I was asking. Yeah. 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 So that yes. that 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 you know they parted ways at that point. Uh, obviously they've it. got Zion and Luca now. Yeah. Um, but I think you look at New Balance. You look at Puma that are back in the mix. Uh, Under Armour. They've had conversations with. What about what about any of the overseas shoes? Like then, D Way had the Lee Ning shoe. Yep. Is that something because of that relationship? Is will Jimmy oh, be looking to do that? Question. Yeah. So you have those three brands that are based in the U.S. and yeah. then potentially three from China. I mean, okay. being in Miami, you see the power of, of the, the brand D Wade built um, and Way of Wade. Even though D Wade retired, he has 11 stores in China. They're yep. still making new models. Right. He's signing. Um, he's signing. Oh, if they land a guy in money. Miami, mm-hmm. that yeah. would be a great. And the other thing right. about it is they give the player a ton of creative control over his shoe. Right. I remember D Wade was he had so many different flavors of shoes. He was handing them out like Tic Tacs, man. <laughs> right. was, he was, was awesome. wearing 40 to 50 colors a season. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I benefited from that. And so yeah, so Lee Ning has CJ McCollum. They signed RJ Hampton from this upcoming draft, and they just signed D'Angelo Russell, who's wearing Wade now. Um, But getting a starting two guard on a number two seed Miami team right now it would be a good fit. So when Absolutely. you say he's looking to an all-star, he knows, right? If he's if he's going to make his decision and he's going to debut at All-Star Weekend, he you're telling me he doesn't no, know yet? No, so they're, they're talking to six brands right now, uh, potentially more that could get in the mix. They're going to take some meetings in the next couple weeks. Okay. Multiple millions of dollars are being offered, and then and he'll land on a deal. It's Man. a good life. He's going to China. China. He's going to China. <laughs> like China. We'll see. Get Coming up, stores. we want to talk Absolutely. a little bit. LeBron and Kyrie, they're going head-to-head tonight in Brooklyn. Expectations. For that matchup. First, though, time for our second distant replay of the day. This one from this date, 2009. Tyrus Thomas. Welcome wow, to the That's a name I haven't heard in a minute. He caught a lot of bodies. He caught a lot of bodies. Who was it? Who was it? Did someone just say the late Jermaine O'Neal? Yeah, because he just died right there. Come on. Is this before or after the Stromile Swift dunk on him? J.O. The Jump is brought to you by McDonald's and the McDonald's All-American Games, where the future starts. I know it is minutes away. Pablo and I will discuss whether Eli Manning has a Hall of Fame case. Did Zion live up to the hype? Will Bill Belichick leave New England? And is Trey Young an all-star? Stay tuned. This week, our NBA Saturday primetime matchup. The Lakers finish up their five-game road trip in Philadelphia against Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Coverage begins with a jump. I want to go to that 8 game. 8 o'clock Eastern. I want to go. ABC on ESPN app as well. Richard Jefferson, you had your chance. <laughs> we are the pregame show. We are excited about it. It's crunch time here on The Jump. Maya Moore is going to miss her second straight WNBA season in 2020 for a very good reason. The Minnesota Lynx star told the New York Times she's plans to sit out again so she can continue to push for criminal justice reform. Richard, how much will the NBA miss her? Uh, the NBA will miss her, but I think ultimately these are her goals. This is what she wants to accomplish. W. I did I did AIA with her, Athletes in Action, when nice. uh, when uh, she was in college and I was a speaker there. And so this has always been a part of her game plan ever since she was in college. Yeah, and in the age of shut up and dribble, mm-hmm. you got to respect a young woman for, for putting her career to the side for something that's bigger than herself. Obviously, criminal justice is a, is a major issue in our country. Yep. If for her to step out of what she loves doing in the prime of her career to do this, unbelievable. Great respect. Here's what I know. Maya Moore is excellent in anything she does. She's excellent at that as well. LeBron, 21 points last night versus the Knicks. He is now 45 points shy of passing Kobe for third on the all-time scoring list. 
Lakers face the Nets tonight. Anthony Davis is questionable because it's the second night of a back-to-back. They're trying to be careful with him. Coach, do you think LeBron goes for the record tonight in Brooklyn against Kyrie Irving? I can see him definitely going for it, and I just think it's pretty cool historically to see what he's doing in a Laker uniform Mm -hmm. about to pass one of the great basketball players that ever wore that uniform. He's doing it in Philly. It'll get done in Philly. (laughs) National television. National television. ABC. ABC. He is very, very tactical. And on top of it, he... Philly is a great basketball town, and they will show respect, yeah. the type of respect that's needed. He averages 11 assists a game while he's doing this. If you're a Kobe fan, how do you feel about him passing Kobe but in a Laker uniform? You're furious. Kobe <laughs> fans and Laker fans are two different monsters. Kyrie Irving, as I mentioned, back tonight, sat out Monday with a tight hamstring. It does mean LeBron is going to go head-to-head with his former teammate. Look at their numbers, head-to-head. LeBron has the edge in every category. Most importantly, of course, wins. Coach, what do you expect of your Former pupil LeBron versus his former teammate Kyrie. Oh, you know, you always get up for, for guys that you played against, played with uh, in the same uniform, and now they, he gets to go in there and, and try to rip his head off. But I think Kyrie is going to come out and really try to play well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think <laughs> Kyrie. We're just trying to do like six people's jobs on the show. Yeah, right I was now. just, you know, I was just, look, Kyrie is going to obviously take the challenge, but Kyrie's one of those guys that he believes in a much bigger broader thing, so he doesn't view this as him versus LeBron. He's going to go out there and try and play basketball where LeBron is doing what he's done for 217 years. I know how competitive <laughs> both these guys are. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, some of the head-to-head sort of just stuff that was going on between them dissolved last yeah. year, remember? Yeah. Um, but I do think they still both want to show out against each other oh, yeah. and play well and different reasons. It's a big there game for both teams from a record standpoint. Tonight. Big game, a lot of fun. All right, thank you to Coach Fisdale. Thank you to Richard for joining me today. Congratulations to all the McDonald's All-Americans. Great, great moment for all of you. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye.